This is Annie Stevens Gleason, Minister for Worship and Incorporation at the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'd like to welcome you to our worship podcast. Greetings and good evening. This is Reverend Gary Lubin, serving as deacon with the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to our daily devotion in the early evening for individuals and families, which can be found on page 139 of the Book of Common Prayer. Today's reading from the Daily Office is Matthew chapter 15, verses 29 through 39. Now, let us begin our worship together. A gracious light pure brightness of the ever-living Father in heaven, O Jesus Christ, holy and blessed. Now, as we come to the setting of the sun and our eyes behold the vesper light, we sing your praises, O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy at all times to be praised by happy voices, O Son of God, O giver of life, and to be glorified through all the worlds. A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. After Jesus had left that place, he passed along the Sea of Galilee, and he went up the mountain where he sat down. Great crowds came to him, bringing with them the lame, the maimed, the blind, the mute, and many others. They put them at his feet, and he cured them, so that the crowd was amazed when they saw the mute speaking the maimed whole, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they praise the God of Israel. Then Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for the crowd because they have been with me now for three days and have nothing to eat, and I do not want to send them away hungry, for they might faint on the way. The disciples said to him, Where are we to get enough bread in the desert to feed so great a crowd? Jesus asked them, How many loaves have you? They said, Seven, and a few small fish. Then ordering the crowd to sit down on the ground, he took the seven loaves and the fish, and after giving thanks, he broke them and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And all of them ate and were filled, and they took up the broken pieces left over, seven baskets full. Those who had eaten were four thousand men, besides women and children. After sending away the crowds, he got into the boat and went to the region of Magadan, the gospel of our Lord. Good evening. So great crowds come bringing the lame, maimed, blind, mute, and many others, we are told, who needed a helping hand and placed them at the feet of Jesus, who is sitting there looking at them. Jesus could just reach out and touch them. Jesus could not help himself. He had compassion for them. Jesus cures them all. Now, after three busy days of healing in that place, Jesus was ready to move on, to continue his ministry of compassion, preaching it, 
teaching it, reconciling, healing, and serving. Of course, Jesus does not want to send the people away hungry. And they are in a bit of a remote place, on a mountain. Miraculously, he feeds 4,000 hungry men there on that day. And more than double that if you count all the women and children who were also there. And you know, this is not the first feeding miracle Jesus has performed, and nor will it be the last. Jesus abundantly supplies everyone's needs, and yet out of seeming scarcity. It is a divine gift to humbly recognize, appreciate, and embrace life as abundant and as a gift to be shared with every body, every soul, as it were, including all the women and children, including Gentiles, for you know they are in Gentile territory at this time, inclusivity, and there are abundant leftovers, as there are in this time and place, to be shared, seven baskets full of broken pieces, much, much, much more than what they started with, for goodness sake. We are not told what happens to those leftovers. Instead, we must speculate. Let's do that. Let's speculate, decide what to do with our leftovers, our abundance. <laughs> you know, we, we dispose of our abundant and valuable leftovers. Landfills and composting bins overflow with them. We are a terribly wasteful people. We even make things based on planned obsolescence, for crying out loud. Now, with all that leftover food that we throw away, how is it that people go hungry in our country, in Ohio, right here in Cincinnati? Why is it people cannot afford a decent place to call home? Why are needy people themselves treated as our leftovers, neglected, to be thrown away, disposed of? We should remember well that people who are considered leftovers have a very special place in the Bible. God has an uncanny way of using leftover people, or I would rather use the word remnants, remnants, to do God's work. It turns out that remnants are our kindred, our ancestors. A merciful God regularly leaves a remnant minority of the faithful to carry on after judging the rest of the majority of people for not heeding those famous and infamous prophetic messengers and prophecies calling for love, grace, mercy, and justice. God ends up allowing destruction of the wicked or really, to my way of thinking, allowing themselves to destroy themselves. Tough love. But our remnants are the real deal, the real people of God. Noah and his family were our remnants, for example, Rainbow remnants, you might say people of color in many kinds of ways. So can you think of other remnants? What about Jesus? 
Yeah, yeah, let's focus on Jesus. Jesus was an other, the other, brother, and a remnant. I like the way Frederick Beekner so eloquently puts it. Remnant led to remnant until finally the remnant became just Jesus and his 12 disciples. And when the last of the disciples abandoned him, the remnant became just Jesus himself. Good news, though. There was a new beginning with Jesus. Things kind of started all over with just Jesus and then the first witnesses, you know, the women at the cross and then the tomb, the disciples who returned having fled, and then the converted Paul and many others, brothers and sisters. In his letter to the Romans, Paul writes, so too at the present time there is a remnant chosen by grace. It was through God's grace that the early church grew into what we are today, as messy and imperfect as we are. We grew into the community who we are from remnants. And we should not forget that heritage. And we should be very grateful. The feeding miracle was accomplished in community. After blessing them, Jesus handed over the bread and the fish to the disciples for distribution. Thomas Merton once wrote, We do not exist for ourselves alone, and it is only when we are fully convinced of this fact that we begin to love others properly and thus also love others. Love does not exist alone. Today, we are the living people of God in this place. We are the bread, abundant, something to be shared for the life of the world. Amen. And now a reading from the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians. It is not ourselves that we proclaim. We proclaim Christ Jesus as Lord and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For the same God who said, out of darkness let light shine, has caused his light to shine within us, to give the light of revelation, the revelation of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And now let us say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And now the Collect for Proper 27. O God, whose blessed Son came into the world that he might destroy the works of the devil and make us children of God and heirs of eternal life, grant that, having this hope, we may purify ourselves as he is pure, that when he comes again with power and great glory, we may be made like him in his eternal and glorious kingdom, where he lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, 
one God forever and ever. Amen. Let us now take some time pausing our worship together, if you'd like to do that, to offer up our prayers of intercession, thanksgiving, and praise for the world, for the church, for our national life, for the social and natural orders, for family and personal life, in particular for those who are suffering and those who have died. Let us now pray the Collect for the Human Family, which can be found on page 815 of the Book of Common Prayer. O God, you made us in your own image and redeemed us through Jesus, your Son. Look with compassion on the whole human family. Take away the arrogance and hatred which infect our hearts. Break down the walls that separate us. Unite us in bonds of love and work through our struggle and confusion to accomplish your purposes on earth. That in your good time, all nations, all peoples of the earth, the one human family may serve you in harmony around your heavenly throne. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray the Collect for Social Order and Social Justice, which can be found on page 823. Grant, O God, that your holy and life-giving Spirit may so move every human heart, and especially the hearts of the people of this land, that barriers which divide us may crumble, suspicions disappear, and hatred cease, that our divisions being healed, we may live in justice and peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now let us pray the concluding collect from page 139 of the prayer book. Lord Jesus, stay with us, for evening is at hand and the day is past. Be our companion in the way. Kindle our hearts and awaken hope that we may know you as you are revealed in Scripture and the breaking of bread. Grant this for the sake of your love. Amen. Now, go in peace, hope, and joy to love and serve our God in the name of our teacher and Savior, Jesus.